from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. I'm Seth Kaiser with The Athletic. You hear just me and me alone, which means it is time for a mailbag. That's also, you know, that time of the week. So, um, you guys asked a ton of questions. I am pressed for time today. I have some emergency hearings I have to get to, but I love you guys so much that I'm still here. I am in here. This is my flu game. It's really not because I actually don't have the flu. I feel really great, actually. But I am ready to answer as many questions as possible. Uh, you guys asked a ton of questions. I will get through as many of them as I can. As always, thank you for your, your participation. This is one of my favorite parts of the job. We're starting from the bottom up today. We'll see how far we get. I did not have time to vet questions in advance. So if we have awkward pauses while I read through them, well, you guys are just going to have to deal with that. All right. Chris Stamper asks, which is higher, Mahomes' 2019 pass completion rate or your rate of successfully pronouncing last names on this podcast? <laughs> I like that this is becoming part of my brand is that I'm incapable of pronouncing last names. Definitely Mahomes' 2019 pass completion rate because there's just no way that I'm getting 70 names correct. There's just no way. Um, JDJR asks, will Damian Williams be a top five running back this year statistically? Top five might be pushing it. Um, I would expect him to be top 10, though, assuming that he stays healthy. I don't think the Chiefs have anyone on the roster that's going to bump him for snaps. And one thing that I believe is misunderstood about Andy Reid is that, generally speaking, he usually has a cowbell back. He generally has a guy that gets the vast majority of the touches. He is not a running back by committee guy, um, and that's generally been his M.O., even when he has a talented group to work with. Um, that, you know, for the last few years, he's had guys that he's really liked, but except when there's been injuries, for the most part, it's been one guy getting the ball. That's the way Reed generally seems to like doing it. And I think Damian Williams is going to get a ton of chances, especially now that he's got another year in. He's got a year in. He is a very talented player. Um, he is he as talented as Cream Hunt? No, but he's got a great skill set for Reed's offense, and I'm excited to see if they make the screen game even more part of what they do with his specific skill set. The Curl Scout asks, did you see the photo posted by Garrick with Tyreek? Also, since the NFL is already me with him, what does that mean? I can't tell you the second part. I think the NFL, it's been pretty widely reported. They want to get this over with. They want to figure out what's going on. I did see the photo posted by Garrick with Tyreek. It looks like he's working with at least him. Um, that's not surprising. And And I would just ask you to personalize this for a moment and imagine if a friend of yours was accused of something, had a lot of backlash, had whatever, and they told you they didn't do it. And that's the shoes I'm putting Garrigan right now, because I imagine that's the conversation they're having. I'm not making a commentary on what did or didn't happen, because I don't know. Well, I mean, that puts Garrigan in quite a situation, doesn't it? If he's got a friend saying, look, man, this is what happened, I swear, blah, 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 what are you going to do? Most people have a tendency to circle the wagons with their friends, and I think that's probably what's going to happen with the entire team in general, would be my guess. Um... As far as the meeting, a lot of people talked about it. Uh, the, the the fact that it was an eight-hour-long meeting, the fact that his lawyer was there, uh, it's interesting to me. Uh, I think the move, if I were his attorney, I think the move is to release as much information as you possibly can to the NFL in that meeting. I mean everything. Every bit of text messages, every bit of correspondence, every picture, every whatever you have. 
that you maybe couldn't even use in a trial, you throw it out there because once it's to the NFL, maybe it's not quite as confidential. That might sway the court of public opinion, which is important because you've got a contract coming up. And it's maybe a chance if you really believe in your client's innocence, uh, then it's a chance to maybe start swaying things that direction and potentially try to avoid a lengthy suspension. I have no idea what could happen. Nothing would shock me here, including some bombshell of new news today as I record. And then by the time you guys hear this, it's all obsolete. Um, Nicole pay Chris Jones Pickens asked why do Chiefs fans get a bad rep? I saw a list put his dead last. No way the person who wrote that has ever been arrowhead, right? Right. I think that's ridiculous. Um, Chiefs fans seem to be a great lot. I, I don't know what they use for a formula. You know, it is a bit of a smaller market, social media, all that stuff. I will say one thing, and this is going to get me in trouble, and, and I'm sorry if this offends. There are more empty seats at Arrowhead for most games that I'm comfortable with. Now, is that a reflection on fans? Not really. You know, ticket prices are insane, all that kind of stuff. But I could see someone seeing on a television broadcast, you know, looking and seeing empty seats in Arrowhead and thinking, huh. Now, that's gotten better in recent years, and they stunk for a long time. But, I mean, at every game I've been to, there's been some empty seating, barring, like, the playoffs. Um, And maybe the Ravens game last year was a little bit better. I, I, I just... I just think there's there's the little thing there where as loud as Arrowhead is, and it is loud, it is crazy loud. It's a great experience, but when you have you know 500 to a thousand seats that are empty, even in a big game, that's weird. Now again, is this going to get me in trouble with you guys? I hope not. I'm just throwing out ideas why someone could think that. I think Chiefs fans are the best in the world. That's just me. But if that's why someone could think that, again, that's why they could think that. Please don't hate me. Uh, Jason, Seth is the man. Thank you, Jason. Listen to Jason. Two questions. One, when are you going to get back with your team, Ryan and Chris? We miss you on the Daily Pod. Man, I miss them. Uh, and thought of, and how real is the thought of Sherman as tight end two? I don't think it's very real. Um, I think that they might incorporate him as an H-back in a few more packages. I think that would be a great idea. But I don't think having him learn an entirely new position is in the works. As far as uh, recording with Chris and Ryan, basically, guys, what's going on is it's a schedule thing. I just uh, – my schedule has become insane. I've picked up more cases than than I know what to do with, which is great. But – I, I've, I've had to step back on certain things and Ryan and Chris have been so accommodating with it because they're good people. Um, DJ Plesser, are you guessing people ask about how your day was? Well, if no one did, how was your day? You know what? I'm having a good day so far. Very busy, DJ, but also very, very productive so far. It's been a weird last couple of days, but so far it's been a good game. Paul Sanchez asks, besides your son's little league game, when was the last time you beat somebody up? To be clear, if you heard the the segment I did with Josh Briscoe, I didn't beat anybody up. I tackled someone to end a fight because I thought someone was going to get really seriously hurt. As far as the last time I beat someone up, I, we're talking actually hey, beating someone. I'm just I'm not that tough a guy. Never have been. I mean, but when I was actually willing to throw punches, I weighed like 170 pounds. So I mean, this just doesn't work out too well for you. So you're talking. It's been a dozen years since I'd been in any kind of anything. So it's been a while, and never again because I was sore for like three days. A couple more questions. We're gonna take a first break. Um, Lucas Sylvester asks. What was your favorite Patrick Mahomes play outside the usual picks, and what was your favorite play by the defense last year? My very favorite Patrick Mahomes play 
um, besides the usual picks that everyone else has, would be an incomplete pass against Denver in the red zone. I've talked about it before, where, I mean, he, he shook off an initial initial pressure, then made this unbelievable throw to the back of the end zone while getting hit, and he got dropped, I think, by Conley, but it might have been by Robinson. And so that was... Uh, that was, I mean, that was an unbelievable play. Would have been one of his best plays of the years had they had they hung on, but no one noticed because it got dropped. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we are just gonna burn through as many questions as possible. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. All right, we're back. Adam Gay asked, what's your favorite chokehold? Guillotine, half Nelson, sleeper, full Nelson, etc. The only one I really know how to do is a rear naked choke, so I guess that would be my favorite. But uh, I also would say the kind that I don't stop doing halfway through like an idiot is how I answered Adam. Because I'll tell you what, when you are about to try to put someone in a chokehold and then you change your mind think, well, this isn't a good idea, and then you stop, that really puts them in good position to, to roll you. It's not good. Sean Mitchum asks, what is our best five offensive line? I just wrote, and you can find it on the Athletic.com, where they have a bunch of specials going on right now. They just hired Amy Trask, who does a great job covering the NFL as a whole. Um, right now, I think they got specials for like 40, 50% off. It's like three bucks a month, people. Seriously. Or sign up for the trial, see what you've been missing. I think Nate and I do a good job. Plus, there's awesome fantasy football stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Sell, 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 sell. Anyway, um, I wrote an article about Cam Irving versus Andrew Wiley, which seems to be the only Real position battle. And you can find it at The Athletic. Um, it's a couple thousand words with a bunch of pretty gifts and, and win-loss ratio, all that stuff. I would just tell you that I think the best five, based on my film review of Wiley and Irving last year, is Eric Fisher, Andrew Wiley, Austin Reader, LDT, Mitch Schwartz. I think that's a solid O-line. Um, now everything's subject to change. We'll see who's improved the most out of Wiley and Irving. Um uh, Fakidi Balas, I'm sorry. Which is the first game when the defense must play at least decent, otherwise the Chiefs will lose. Not one of them. Not one all year. And I know that sounds crazy, but Vicky capitalized must. There's no one game that the Chiefs m- defense must be decent. Any given opponent, the Chiefs defense can be terrible and they can still win. Now, there are some, because they got a pretty tough schedule, where it'll be tough. To win if the defense doesn't play at least decent, like the Patriots and, you know, the usual suspects, good teams. However, generally speaking, you are going to, you, 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 you've got a puncher's chance no matter what. Uh, Graham Oldfather asks, hey Seth, on a scale of 0 to 10, how would you rank AFC West defenses? I would rank the Chargers as a 9. I would rank, yeah, man, that came out weird. Chargers as a 9. Broncos as a 7.5 with potential for a lot higher because I really respect Van Geel. Chiefs right now, I would say a 5, obviously potential for higher. Uh, I'd put the Raiders at a 3 right now. I just don't have any fear of the Raiders' defense. Uh, Christian Gumminger says, What is the biggest storyline going into Week 12 this season? For reference, that is after Mexico City game versus the LA Chargers during the bye week before home game against the Raiders. I think the biggest storyline at that point... And, you know, there's so many things that could go on, right? It's impossible to predict the season. But assuming everyone's healthy and nothing really, really weird happens, I personally think the biggest storyline will be, oh, my God, how is Patrick Mahomes doing this two years in a row? I really think he is going to stun people. Anthony Johnson asks, what's your prediction for the Chiefs record as of now if he'll misses zero games, four games, eight games, 12 games, or 16 games? That's a bunch of questions hidden in one, Anthony. I will say this. 
I don't think Hill missing games affects more than maybe a game or two. And that's if he misses like 8 to 10. Uh, the wide receiver is important. The Chiefs have a ton of speed. They've got a great offensive coach, and they've got Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it'll move the needle that much. I think the Chiefs will win between 12 to 14 games this season regardless. Um, Derek Newson, Newson, you've told me how to pronounce your name too, Derek. See, this is why people mock me. What sort of wrinkle do you think Andy Reid will bring out this year to keep defenses guessing? Hard to think of anything he'd possibly do that he hasn't already done. I think, and I'm going to write about this later in the offseason. Man, it's already slipping away. I've, I've got to start upping my output. I think that there's a chance that he adds in more multiple running back sets is my guess. Uh, I think that's a great way to put defenses on their heels in terms of personnel, and I think they've got the horses to do it this year. He's never really done that much before, but I would love to see more of it this year, um, as well as maybe leaning more into the whole H-back stuff he was doing last year with not just tight ends, but also with fullbacks and running backs and even wide receivers. I'd like to see more of that. Uh, Adam Cole asks, teams knew how to how to give our 2018 defense trouble. Do you think teams will use the same offensive strategy that were successful against us, or will they create different schemes based on new defense? They'll create different things. Um, It's all about schematic matchup in the NFL, and you can't do the same thing against very different very different approaches. It just uh, it just won't work. Brian, 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 B R Y O N. I like your spelling, Brian. Uh, you turned me on to Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I love it. Thank you. With that said, out of the three of you, Ryan, Chris, and yourself, who would be what character on the show? For example, I would see you as Peralta. Yes, between the three of us, I'm definitely Jake Peralta. Also, I, this is a free plug. If you're not watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, find it on Hulu and watch it from the beginning. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. I love it so much. It's a great show. I'm Peralta. I would say, uh, I would say Chris Clark. I don't want to say that he's Captain Holt, but I'm going to. Hi, Chris. Love you. And Ryan, I'm going to go with, I, I mean, I think, you know, given his obsession with old fashioned things, he's, he's our boil. Anyway, um, now that I've made them both mad at me. Uh, Keith McLean asks, how many fights have been involved in a minor sporting event? Just one, Keith. And how many nights have you spent in jail because of the none, Keith? Follow-up, have you ever felt the need to rip your shirt off when in the presence of Josh Briscoe? Every single time, Keith. Great questions, by the way, there. All right. Uh, JD asks, uh, knowing what we now know about the Hill situation, if we were to turn back time to draft day, does Casey still trade up for Hardman? Seems to me like they wouldn't have. I don't think they would have either, but... They claim that they would have. So who knows? They need speed, and I do think Hardman has a high ceiling. He's only been playing receiver for a couple of years, and he is a better receiver now than Hill was when he came out. Not quite as physically gifted because no one is, but I think there's a really high ceiling there for him. Brian Cedarberg, who <laughs> who pronounced the name for me in the tweet, that's very helpful. Everyone should be more like Bryce. I don't know if I said Bryce. I think I said Bryce. Bryce Cedarberg. Would a trade for Pat Peterson still be your dream final move of the offseason? Yes. Anything else that could help the cornerback room? Trading for another guy. <laughs> um, I have a lot of confidence in Kendall Fuller. I like Bashad Breland and uh, Traverius Ward. He played well in the time he got. It's just the depth worries me and the lack of provenness worries me. If they have any injuries, it's going to be rough. Uh, Merv87 says, please explain how you're able to Photoshop video clips. I'm looking to enhance my, my PS skills. Dude, I'm the wrong person to ask. I barely know anything about anything. I would use Google instead of me. Trust me. Uh, a couple more and then we'll go. Um, Nick Russell asks, how much hair does Vic Fangio have left when trying to play in games against Kelsey Hardman, Watkins, and Hill? 
probably not enough for both games this season. You know, Fangio's a genius. We'll see what happens. I think that's a tough spot to be in, though. Denver's defense in the secondary is not quite as talented as it used to be. He's a great coach, a great coach. And so that's going to be a really, really good matchup. He also hasn't seen a lot of Andy Reid like some other guys have. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, Hugo asks, and then we'll take a break. In response to Michael Lewis's poll this week, are Vikings fans really better and more loyal than Chiefs Kingdom? I have no idea. I personally, like I said, Chiefs fans are my favorite fans in the world, but I will tell you, Vikings fans are a great fan base. They love their team. Absolutely love them. I'd put them up there with Buffalo in terms of loyalty. All right, let's take one more break. Let's go rolling through. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6, where their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip6 has a special offer for you at grip6.com slash lock. That's grip6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. All right, mailbag time. We are going to try to finish strong. I am I might start being a little more picky because I want to get through as many of these as possible. Um uh, Trevor Weinrich asks, if you could create a real-life Madden open Ultimate Team with today's current NFL rosters, what would, which Chiefs would make your roster, and would your receiving what would your receiving core look like? Um, you know, as far as who would make my roster in a real-life Ultimate Madden team, um, guys who would make my roster for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, would be Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Schwartz, Chris Jones. Um, as far as for sure, I really like Frank Clark, but edge rusher is tough. There's a lot of competition there. And so Chris Jones might be the only defender that makes it for sure. Um, as far as receiving core, I would probably go with, because again, Madden's a little bit different, but I would definitely go with Hill. Then from there on out, I would go with Odell. And for my third, I would probably go with Julio Jones. Um, and so uh Blake Sanderson asks, why are the Royals so bad? I have no idea. Every time I see it, it seems like they've got a couple young superstars. So just keep that in mind. They've got some young superstars. They're moving in the right directions. Uh, let's see. Brent Powers asks, how many games will Watkins miss? Hopefully none. You know, we'll see what happens this year. He is very, very important to the team's success this year. Um, Andrew Sampson asks, what game will Mahomes, 50 TDs, become the active career t- touchdown leader for Kansas City? And he has eight touchdowns. Let me see. Eight touchdowns. I don't think Mahomes will start quite as fast as he did last year. I think he passes eight touchdowns in during game three. I think he starts hot, but not quite as hot as last year. Um, Adam Zook asks, what's been your weakest loyalty moment over the course of your life as a Chiefs fan? Was there ever a time you seriously considered jumping ship? I didn't seriously consider jumping ship. But during the 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 two and fourteen season, with absolutely no hope in sight and everything, I mean, they were just a laughing stock. They had no hope for the future. It was tough. It was a tough, tough time. Uh, Owen H asks, Pizza Hut or Domino's? Tombstone doesn't count. I pick Pizza Hut because they have stuffed crust. Their breadsticks are incredible. It's tough to beat that combination. Their chicken's not bad either. I prefer theirs to Domino's a little bit. Um, so. Scott Loring asks, Chris Jones' question. Think back to the D4 franchise tag. He was tagged as an outside linebacker because that's what he had always had played. Thought he'd be moving to DE more money. The past was his contract compass. Is it possible Jones' agent is trying to leverage defensive end money? I don't think so. I think he's just trying to get a great big fat contract. Uh, and that's that's how it goes. It's his agent's job to try to demand as much money as possible. It's the chief's job to try to manage their salary cap. I think that's a huge fight over money because of the timing in which Chris wants to get paid. Um, and he deserves to get paid, but he also has to understand that the team has all the leverage right now, and so they're going to want a quid pro quo 
in terms of money. Uh, my info asks, <laughs> my info, do you think the sausage will get more looks this year in the passing game? That's a question regarding Anthony Sherman. I wrote an article out in the athletic that you can take a look at with regards to third down. I think he would be a really good choice to help out a little bit on third down because of his reliability, his familiarity with the system and the fact that he can mess with teams, personnel groups just by being in there. Um, uh, G Money says, Hey Seth, how's it going? It's going very well, G Money. My question is if Andy, uh, if Andy was wanting to do like an empty backfield look with five wide, which running back do you see him using most in this situation and why? Thanks man. Uh, Damian Williams, no question. Um, I think Damian Williams runs better routes than some receivers. I think he's a great, great choice to split out wide. And a lot of the NFL defenses still don't know how to handle it when running backs do this. Uh, ben, Heronimi? Heronimi? Heronimi. You're just messing with me at this point, Ben. What is the cutoff for mailbag questions? Ah, I usually record sometime on when, or Thursday morning. Is today Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Goodness gracious. So if you get it in, if you reply by, you know, Wednesday early morning, I will probably see it. Uh, Jonesy asks, alright, football question time. How many sacks do you think that individual front seven will get this year? I think, I'm just going to go with the entire front seven rather than going by individual. I can see this Chiefs team collecting 35-plus sacks without a problem. Um, not any problem at all. I, I, I'm not sure it'll be as high as last year, but it could well be. I mean, they've got a good group. Uh, they got a lot of talent. I think Alex Okafor is going to surprise some people. Uh, I think Frank Clark is a stud. I think Chris Jones is a stud. And so we'll just have to see what happens, but I think they will do very well in that department. Some of it's going to depend on coverage on the back end. I'm going to say 40 plus. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, on tap says, do you think with the motivation of having the top offense in the league that this defense might ball out and become t- top 10? I don't think that affects it one way or another. I think pride is a big issue there. And Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark have talked about, they're like, we don't want to be the little brother. We don't want to be the, you know, oh, look at them adorably trying to help the, the, the big brother offense. And I like that attitude. I think that's a great attitude to have. But I think they're going to rise and fall on their own merits. I think they should be motivated enough as it is. I think the guys that are left from last year are embarrassed. And I think the guys that are new are determined to help right the ship. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, to be or not to be, that is the question. Asks, what are some of Sammy Watkins' elite traits? I'm excited about reports of him being healthy and motivated. The things that I liked about Sammy... Uh, on his film, he's very explosive in and out of cuts. He accelerates really well. He snatches the body away with his hands. Um, those are the things that I like the most about him is his explosiveness, his acceleration, and 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 he, he really has good hands. He's also got exceptional yards after the catch ability, which I hope to see them incorporate more this year. I think how much of it just depends on how much Hill plays because there's, you know, only one ball to go around. Um Shea Guscott says, seen Mahomes playing beach volleyball in California. How long until Veach calls his agent and adds to the list of sports he's not to play? Beach volleyball, I don't know. Are you more or less likely to roll an ankle in the sand? I have no idea. But you know what? All steps they take to protect Patrick Mahomes are okay with me. Uh, Gerald Morton asks, who would make your all-Chiefs team? You can pick anyone who's ever put on a Chiefs uniform. Thanks. Holy smokes. That is a a detailed question. There's a lot of people there. Um, so I am just going to say, I'm going to just pick a position group, right? And I just want to say, and this is probably a cliche answer, but I talk about it any chance I could get. If I could watch anything on a loop 
other than maybe Patrick Mahomes play quarterback and maybe Jamal Charles run the ball. Maybe. Watching the 2003 Chiefs offensive line and, and run blocking unit, which so when you include, uh, Richardson and Dunn in that, is just one of the most beautiful things you can watch in football. It's like moving chess with, with massive monsters. It's fantastic. Um, Angry Old Tina asks, is it possible the Chiefs go undefeated? Sure, it's possible. It's highly unlikely, though. There's a reason it's only happened once. Um, and plus, if they're 15 and 0, I don't think Reed starts people. I think he sits people. Um, Peyton Smith asks, with the running back group as it is now, do you see the unit having more yards, touchdowns this year, or would last year have been a better year, Hunt's numbers included? Um, that, I don't know. I, uh, I genuinely don't know. I would say, I anticipate them having maybe a little bit better year overall in terms of yards and 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 receiving yards and and maybe even running yards just because it's going to be the same guy all year I think. Uh Rye asks where does Andy Reid rank all time among NFL coaches? I couldn't tell you a specific number. I think he is in the upper tier, but obviously having never won a Super Bowl is tough on him. But he has been an innovator and one of the best offensive coaches in the league for 20 years. That's really impressive. Um, no one can take that away from him. And his story's not done yet. I think how the next five or six years, I mean, he's 60, 61. I'm guessing, I mean, he might coach till he's 70. Who knows? I think how things go with Mahomes will play a lot in that. If Mahomes continues to absolutely dominate the league, part of the narrative around Reed's previous quarterbacks might be maybe they weren't quite as good as we thought they were because look what he did once he had a transcendent talent. And so that's going to affect it. If he wins a Super Bowl with Mahomes, he will go down as one of the best coaches, I I think, one of the best ten coaches in history. If he wins a couple with Mahomes, he will be in the argument with the top five guys for sure. I don't think there's enough time left in his career to beat out Belichick and the zillion of rings he has, but I think he'd be in the conversation for one of the best guys ever. But it's gonna take a couple of uh it's gonna take a couple of a couple of visit a couple of Super Bowl wins. Um Big Test asks who is the best upcoming season? Frank Clark, D Ford or Justin Houston? I think Frank Clark does. Um, Mike asks, where do you think we're at with Khalil McKenzie earning a roster spot this year? They gave him the full red shirt last season. I can't imagine they would do that for a guy they didn't think could compete this year. I'm very curious. I think we'll know more in preseason. Even training camp, I think it'll be tough to tell. I think we'll know more in preseason. Uh, all right. Uh, Albert Wilkinson asks, how many defensive backs do you think the Chiefs will take? Or we'll keep. I think it's going to be very similar numbers to what you've seen previous years. I don't think personnel affects that too many. How many games will Henny start? Ah. Assuming the Chiefs clinch earlier, the unspeakable alternative. Um, if they clinch early, I think he'll start one game. Um, I don't think they're going to sit Mahomes multiple games. Um, Jeremy Adams asks, any word on if Tremont Smith has made any strides as a defensive back, which you've seen, uh, what has been seen so far? No, he had a good return year last year, but there are some new guys in the mix that could challenge that role. I think Smith could be in trouble if he doesn't show improvement. He got his uh chance against the Seahawks, did not play nearly as well as Ward did, and that's problematic for him. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, it's it's problematic for him because there are guys who can do the returning stuff. Sir Sovi asks, is there any chance could there be a surprise at the backup quarterback position? I don't think so. I, I would be very surprised. I think they're gonna roll with uh with, with having a vet there 
all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I don't think they want another young quarterback to develop yet. I think when Mahomes gets another couple years in the league, then they probably will be whatever. But as of right now, Mahomes can still learn quite a bit from an older quarterback who's seen a lot of stuff like Henny. All right, that's the time we have. I appreciate you guys as always. I appreciate you taking the time to ask questions. Some of them were even tough questions um, that I don't even know have fully have the answers to as we all kind of muddle our way through everything that's going on. Um, I just, I just, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that you guys are willing to ask questions and listen to me answer them. That never ceases to be weird to me, but in a really, really, really great way. Um, I, I, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And, uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully with Chris and Ryan at my side or me at their side, however you want to view it. And, uh, we, we can all just chat some football because really, Drama or no drama, it is a great off-season to be a Chiefs fan, guys. I'll see you next time. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnChiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.